What's going on, everybody? I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. You're listening to the I Think I Know Basketball podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at I Think I Know underscore BB. Check us out on the Anchor FM app or whatever podcast is streaming. Make sure you engage and join in on the conversation. I'm your boy, Keese. I'm your boy, Kyrie. And we think we know basketball. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to I Think I Know Basketball. We're trying something a little different for you, putting ourselves on screen, you know, so you can actually see us. Normally, you're used to hearing our voices and all that. I'm Kyrie. I'm your boy, Keese, and this is I Think I Know Basketball. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, the Anchor app, Apple Music, Spotify, everywhere that podcasts are available. You know what I'm saying? Every- and, and, and uh, give us some likes, give us some stars, some reviews, you know, chime in on the conversation, engage. We want to know what you think. We want to know if you think you know basketball. Absolutely. And you know what? Like, down the line, you know, we're probably going to end up putting this stuff on, like, um, you know, Facebook Live, you know, maybe, like, YouTube or something like that so that, um, you know, maybe we can get a little bit of live conversation in there so that you can go on our chats and uh, ask us some questions. We'll try to respond in real time and all that good stuff. Um, that would be super cool. Uh, for right now, you know, we're, we're just going to give this a try, see how it is, and uh, we'll uh, work the rest of the stuff in later. But, all right, we got a lot of basketball stuff to, to talk about. And, and, and some, some of it is going to be, like, off-the-court stuff. But first, we got to get to the on-court action, man. We had a couple of huge 50 pieces. In particular, Joel Embiid stays killing. And I think it's going to it's hard to ignore that he's an MVP candidate at this point. And I then- mean, you said you said that he was an MVP candidate a couple episodes ago. I was kind of giving him a hard time saying, I don't know, you know, let's see. And then they played against the Celtics. And, <laughs> and then I was like, well, you know, he is playing kind of well. But with that 50-piece McNugget, as Tobias Harris said, man, he is balling, man. What, is, what has changed in his game to you? Again, I think it's a, it's a lot of just about the aggressiveness, you know, the the way that he he is just attacking people. He just knows nobody can guard him. I think I think it's really as simple as that. He knows that he cannot be guarded by one man. If you try to do it, he's going to take you. He's going to score on you. He's going to get to the free throw line. And I think he's just generally being more efficient in a way that you know, we kind of talked about before. But let's start with the games. So we talked. We already touched on it a little bit, but I want I want to talk about this a little bit more. Joel Embiid. Put 50 points on the Bulls. 50 points, 17 rebounds, five assists, two steals, four blocks, all that with Ben Simmons not playing because of illness. I mean, like, just there was nothing that this dude did not do. Now, I, I watched that game because, you know, I'm, I'm a Bulls guy. And I got to say, man, the Bulls were not a pushover in this no, game. No, like, like, no, it's like, no. They, they fought all the way. They took the lead a couple of times. They needed every bit of of Embiid's brilliance and Tobias Harris played really well as well um but man it was it was really the Joel show I mean he did it from everywhere he did it inside he did it outside he made some threes he did it from the free throw line I think he only missed two free throws out of like 16 attempts or something something like that did you watch this game I didn't watch the game but I seen the highlight of Zach Levine catching that dunk and that right there made me think about you talking about Zach Levine. And is he in the MVP conversation as well? No, because I think that ultimately, you know, he's the, the Bulls aren't good enough for that. 
Um, if they were if they were a playoff team potentially, then I think that you know, and, and they they might be looking to actually do something in the playoffs. You might talk about that. I also think that you know Levine has that you know perception as he's just a volume shooter. You know what I mean? He just shoots a lot, so of course he's going to get his points. And like to an extent, that's true. But it's like, who else on the Bulls do you really want taking a lot of shots? You know, for the most part, it's like you know you're you're looking at like Zach Levine and like Kobe White, Lowry Marketing when he's healthy, except yeah. that him and Wendell Carter Jr. are never healthy. Yeah, but you I mean, know what I, I mean? What is going on with Wendell Carter Jr., man? That guy can't stay healthy for nothing. I got him on my fantasy basketball team, and no, it's like, God, like, what is going on? Like, the Bulls, just, if they could stay healthy, they could probably make some noise, like you're saying. I mean, but at the same time, injuries. Yeah, definitely. You know, and, and I think that, you know what, the, the Bulls are definitely a better team than they were. Yeah. They just, they make more sense. The coaching makes more sense. They're just lacking, you know, all-star talent, you know, around the board. You know what I mean? Like, they've got Zach Levine, but the rest of the roster is just kind of like, eh, you know? There are guys with potential, but they're still kind of figuring it out. That said, I think that I, I'm starting to see the possibility more of them sneaking into the playoffs, maybe, yeah. down the line. Um, but another game, the Denver Nuggets, we had Jamal Murray going off for 50 points himself against the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's the first player, and get, get this, first player in NBA history to score 50 points in a game with no free throws. None. Like, no free throws at all. That right there is pretty pretty crazy. Like and it's not like he wasn't going to the rack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, was, he was definitely doing his Jamal Murray thing and taking the ball in. He hit a lot of three-pointers, too. Mm-hmm. But he, he hit a bunch of shots that wasn't threes and no fouls. I mean, what, what, what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? He's a flamethrower is what it means. And, I mean, he already showed that last year, though. He showed that in the playoffs, that, that when Jamal Murray is engaged, they're just shots that, like, he can, he can, he's an elite shot maker. You know, sometimes there are guys that just, they can just make shots. It doesn't matter whether you're contesting them, how difficult they are, whatever. Some dudes just get in the zone and it's over. They're just, they're just going to make shots. And, and I think he got in that mode. You know, he was saying, you know, he hasn't felt like himself of late and he just wanted to be aggressive. He just wanted to come out, be aggressive, and he tore it up. And then, like, we're not even talking about yet Jokic dropping another triple-double. This man is averaging almost 32 points in his last 10 games. He's been unbelievable. You know what I mean? So, I mean, Jokic is like, he's the, listen, I've been saying this for the entire podcast. Um, The Denver Nuggets wasn't playing well at the beginning of the season. And now you're seeing what's happening. The Denver Nuggets are starting to gel. And Mm -hmm. it's right around All-Star time. It's right around the All-Star break. And coming out of the All-Star break, I don't think that they're going to cool off. I think they're just going to continue to put their foot on the gas. And the Western Conference is going to start to take shape. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about, we talked about Embiid. We talked about Jokic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously we have, you know, like LeBron James doing, you know, incredible things, right, at, at age 36 and doing it, you know, kind of with with AD in and out of the lineup, especially he's out of the lineup right now, and they're still winning, you know. Do you did you do you expect do you expect LeBron to not do that with or without AD though? Like he's been proven this whole his whole career. It doesn't matter who he has on his team. You know what I'm saying? It's true. Him having AD is just a compliment. This guy now has 
35,000, over 35,000 mm-hmm. points. He's he's at 9K rebounds, 9K assists. Do you think he's going to reach 35, 10K, and 10K by the end of his career? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think I think that, you know, that's going to be – and that's going to be something that will be borderline – I don't know who else is going to do that. You know what I mean? It's like Because the longevity is one thing. But then just the the well roundedness of of his. If you, game. Take, if you take away championships, there is a conversation for him to be the greatest basketball player of all time. Mm-hmm. Statistically, like statistically, battle. Like if we're talking across the board, like there's not. It, it's a it's a fair argument. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And you know, I think that right. Like he'll never have that unimpeachable finals record. And I think for for that reason, I mean. My my feelings about LeBron aside, because, you know, this is actually something I was talking about the other day. You know, I grew up on the tail end of, you know, I grew up like in the Chicago area on the tail end of Jordan's time, that, that yeah. second three-peat that he had in Chicago. And I saw how amazing he was, but I didn't see like prime Jordan. You know what I mean? I didn't see yeah. when he was over there dropping 37 points, a, you know, you know a, a season, you know, and and so I think that LeBron James is the best basketball player I have seen in my lifetime. You know what I mean? And 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 yeah, you know, I you know, Kobe is is, you know, again, I, you know, somebody that I really enjoyed watching. But again, I think as as just an overall basketball player, like I've looked at the statistics, you know, and, you know, I think we could do an episode on this entirely by itself because we, we've actually looked at this together, like the, the, yeah. the, the, the comparisons of the three dudes, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's really, in the end, a race between Jordan and LeBron in terms of who's yeah. there. Kobe's not quite on that level. You could fight me on that if you want, but... No, I'm not fight you, I, cause I agree. I agree. You know, Kobe's not quite there. And it's not, it's like, it's not even a knock on Kobe. It's just when we're talking about the numbers, when talking about the numbers, LeBron's literally passing Kobe in all these categories, right? Like right now, like we're watching Mm -hmm. it happen. So, and Jordan's up there. Like it's, 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 it's LeBron, Jordan, and like Wilt. (laughs) In terms of just like, just straight up, like dominant your era, you know what I mean? And and it's like, in, in talking about that, right? Like, you know, we, we talk about the finals record and, and everything. There, There's also this argument that, you know, I think peak Jordan is better than peak LeBron, you know, in, term, in terms of what the numbers say. Yeah. Yes. I Even mean, just in dominance and Jordan. I mean, well, Jordan was a, court. He was oh just an God. absolute, like, force of yeah. nature who yeah. was just bent on destruction. You yeah. know what I a mean? Monster. You know, in, in terms of longevity, like, Jordan doesn't have what LeBron's doing. You know, he just doesn't. Um, and, and, and that and that's, you know, again, that's not a knock on Jordan. It's just that that's how his career unfolded. You know what I mean? Yeah. And LeBron is doing amazing things. You know, what the reason I bring him up, you know, in terms of this, you know, MVP conversation, especially is because he's doing this at 36 years old. He's got like an unparalleled amount of minutes on his on his body. And he's been to 10 finals and he's still doing this. You know, and so I'm I'm interested in we we had these three big names at the top here, and, and there are other names that, that you could sprinkle in, but I'm I'm really interested in these three names: LeBron mm-hmm. James, uh huh, Joel Embiid, uh huh, and Nikola Jokic. Yep. You know, 
LeBron kind of aside, right? Because I think he's probably the front runner right now, but who do you LeBron's think? always the front runner. Yeah. They just don't ever say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, well, except for, you know, these couple of years where it's like Giannis, where you're just kind of like, okay, Giannis is probably going to win this regular season award, you know, though you're not necessarily saying like, like he's the best team, you know, he's the best player in the league. But I'm interested in who is the most likely MVP out of all of that, you know, it might the answer might be LeBron, it might not be, but who do you think deserves it the most out of those three guys? Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough yeah. One. You see, because you, Jokic, you think on this Jokic show, and Embiid both kind of deserve it. You know what I'm saying? I think mm. it really depends on how the season unfolds for both of them. Like the Philadelphia 76ers, if I had to pick right now, I'd have, I'd have to go Embiid because the Sixers are the number one team in the Eastern Conference. That's the only reason why they're 20 and 10. And that's, it's not surprising, but it's, it's expected. I didn't expect that. You know what I'm saying? So, and this guy just put up 50 points. I mean, he's balling. He's, it's not like the 50 point game is just some fluke this season. Right. He's been doing, he's been balling consistently at a high level for the, for the first half of the season. So I'd probably have to give it to Embiid right now, but if the rest of the season doesn't stay at this level and the trajectory continue to go up, a couple of weeks ago, you know, they wasn't even in the in the top ten. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if they continue to to battle their way up and Jokic keeps playing at the level that he's playing at and his trajectory continues to go up, then you know, you may have to give it to him by the end of the season if the if the Sixers happen to fall off. So I I think it's really between them two if LeBron's aside. But if we're putting LeBron in it, it's like fam, he's 36 years old. You know what I'm saying? He's balling. Right now, they're still winning right now without AD, like you said. So that right there is MVP-type stuff. I mean, I know that the Sixers don't have Ben Simmons and Embiid to put up to 50 points, but I, yeah. does, age, does age, you know what I'm saying? Does age factor yeah. in? Yeah, you know, I, I feel like for me it, it kind of does because, again, this is this is something that he's doing at – you know, an age that you don't normally see people still being this dominant. I think that it would also be if if they stay a top, you know, three seed in the Western Conference, meaning the Lakers, with AD being out for an extended period of time, you know, you know, and it's like, what if they shut him down? You know, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit later. But, you know, I, I think that that's been something else because they've kept winning. You know, and, and yeah, it's taken it's taken overtime games and LeBron like you know hitting like clutch threes and all that stuff to kind of drag this roster to wins. It's not sustainable. They're not they're not a championship contender, like a real championship contender to me without AD. But uh-huh. I mean, still, like if they stay up there, listen, I, yeah, this is the thing. This is the thing. Him being old, older, yeah, is great as an individual thing. Mm-hmm. Does that necessarily make him the most valuable player on his team? Well, I think I think that he's the most valuable player just because that's what he is. You know what I mean? And, and like kind of what you've been like what you were saying earlier, he just does this on a, on a daily basis. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was actually looking at at a stat, um, you know, the other day that was looking at like who makes the most out of their minutes when they're on the floor. You know, like like who's like the most the, among the most efficient players in the league. And LeBron's right up there. And 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 again, it's just he does a little bit of everything when it's needed. When he needs to score, he'll score. You know, but he's also going to try 
and get dudes their shots because he's like, I'm 36. I'm not going to try and do this all by myself. He's going to, he's just going to know the game the way he does. He's going to get people in the spots they need to be in and, you know, allow them to thrive. Like somebody like Alex Caruso, like is not going to be useful, but like, like not useful. But LeBron does that. That's LeBron LeBron. LeBron. He does that. He does that. And he's been doing that his whole career too. You know what I'm saying? So what we got next, huh? Yeah. So, so moving on from, from that a little bit, and by the way, I, I guess I, you know, I didn't answer the question myself. I agree with your assessment on, on Joel Embiid, um, partly because like, this is just the fruition of what we've been waiting for with him. And also partly because like, we were over here talking about the Brooklyn Nets, you know, being the team to beat and you got the reigning MVP in, in, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo in the same conference and you have Joel Embiid ruling the thing. Like, I feel like that's, that's definitely something that, that we got to talk about. Um, but the ne- on the next thing, so we got, a, you know, a little bit of interesting stuff in the Western conference, you know, so we've been talking about the Lakers, but the other LA team pulled off a big win last night. The Clippers took down the Utah jazz currently yeah. the best team in the NBA, in my opinion, uh, got the best record. You know, we know that, um, but, the way that the Jazz have been playing lately is just unbelievable. The way they share the ball, you know, the the way that they they are able to shoot threes and you know just kind of have this well-rounded game. They busted the Clippers on Wednesday by 18 points, but they were missing Paul George, and they were missing Kawhi, and they were, and, and they've kind of dealt with some injuries. But all those guys were back last night, and the Clippers. And it wasn't the same situation, and, the Clippers, and it was the same situation. So the question is. Are the Utah Jazz for real? Mm-hmm. I feel like they're right there with the Nuggets. You think? You know so? what I'm saying? Like kind of in that. I tier? think in terms of it's it's the same situation as the Nuggets, vice like flipped. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like the Nuggets started out cold, but the Jazz started out hot, and I think that the Jazz need to stay hot for the rest of the season because they don't have the ability. They, they can't afford to not be hot during the playoffs. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They're, they're trying to make a real championship run. And that's yeah. what it all comes down to. So if the Utah Jazz are for real, um, they can't be losing games like this while they are hot to, to one of the teams that are supposed to be a, a top contender in the Western Conference for the whole thing. So, of course, they beat them when they didn't have their players. They had their players and they lost. Yeah. Are the Utah Jazz for real? In my opinion... Right now, yes. Okay. Just because just because of exactly what you mentioned. Their ball movement and the way that their team chemistry and the way that they're playing right now is is crazy. I don't think they have any major injuries or anything going on. So they got their whole team. They're, they're flourishing. So all that stuff factors in. I mean, I think they're for real, but, you know, like I said, I mean, they're the opposite end of what the Nuggets are doing. It's it's interesting that you kind of put it that way. You know, is that is that like you know? Do you think then that that they might fall off? Then that I think that so yeah. So that's the thing, hmm. because I think that they're right there with the Nuggets. They if the Nuggets have the potential to start slow, I think the Jazz have the potential to fall off. They're twenty four and six. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? At this rate, they playing like they Golden State. Like, oh, no, yeah, yeah, they've been, you know, you feel me? Kick. Yeah, I don't, I, mean, think that, I don't think that that's really sustainable for them. Like, they don't have the players, like, they're they don't have they don't even have an MVP candidate on their team. Yeah, it's, it's like, not, 
yeah, they they like they share. I mean, they share the ball, right? It, it, and it's like that. That's really part of their. They're like a Western they, Conference Toronto Raptors. Yeah, you know, or or like you know, the, like a Spurs team from like ten years ago or something like that. You know, like yeah, even though they, they, they had stars, right? You know, so they yeah. they had stars and Hall of Famers on their team, but but like that was part of their appeal was yeah. you know, is this this you know really sustainable, amazing team basketball? You know what I mean? Where it's just like, yeah, we're gonna share the ball. You know, we're gonna we're just always gonna find the open man. We're always gonna take good shots, and we're just gonna blitz you. You know what I mean? Or or those Warriors teams at the peak of their powers, where it was it was the same deal, where they were just they would just shoot you out of the building because they were they were just gonna break you down defensively. And also the fact that the Jazz do have that kind of traditional you know center and Rudy Gobert. You know they have that defensive mindset where it's just like yeah, we're gonna funnel everything into him, let him take care of it. And you know we're gonna we're gonna break you that way. And yep. the other thing about that Jazz team is like the resurgence of Mike Conley. You know he is a guy who I've I've always liked Mike Conley. He didn't have it last year. You know it was no, it was injuries. Um, I think that the, the that the fit wasn't quite what what he was hoping for. Um, but you know he's he's there. He is back. You know and and he's yeah, once, playing once, a vital role for this team. I feel like he's a big part of the reason that the ball is being facilitated around around their offense the way it is. It's not just D Donovan Mitchell. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's not just Rudy Gobert. It's not just the names that we see everybody talking about. People like Mike Conley, who once had the the biggest contract in the NBA. I think that they're serious right now. But like I said, I do think they have the potential to fall off. You know, they don't have, like I said, there's there's a lot of factors, a lot of things outside that 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 could factor in. I'm not saying I want there to be any injuries. There could be some injuries. There could be any anything could happen. You know what I'm saying? There could be some like COVID protocol type stuff. Anything could happen. And even that, like the the, the whole COVID protocol thing, like disrupts a whole a whole flow. Yeah. I think I think that the Jazz, you know, can certainly win a playoff series. It is is last year, right? It was just this amazing first round series where it was the, the Jazz and the Nuggets, right, going at it for seven games. And it was yeah. just like Mitchell was dropping 50, you know, and then Murray was dropping 50. You know, sometimes they drop 50 in the same game. You know what I mean? And, and it was just it was just something like it was just an insane series, right? And 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 the Jazz couldn't get it done. I think that they're they're definitely a better team this year. They have, and, and again, they've got a little bit more going right now than just Donovan Mitchell. So I could see them winning a playoff series. I'm sure they probably don't want to see the Nuggets again. I mean, they wouldn't tell you that, but oh man, yeah. I want, I would love, I would love to see that again. Please, let's do that. Let's have the Jazz end up as you know the the second seed, and the Nuggets end up as the seventh seed, and let's 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 do this again. You know, I would love I mean, that. It's looking like that right now. I mean, the Nuggets are the seventh seed. The Jazz are the number one seed. You know, if the Lakers get AD back and they go for a little surge and the Clippers stay on point, it could it could be that way. But they can't lose games. Losing that game to the Clippers, I feel like, could be the blow. You know what I'm saying? We're about to go into all-star break. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see. see, you know, because, I mean, it's, it's the regular season still. And, you know, but I, but I think that, right, when you're in the playoffs, you know, star power – has a way of kind of winning out, or at least it should, you know, because we saw that with the Clippers last year, that wasn't entirely the case. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I was literally just about to uh -huh. say, I mean, playoff peak. Yeah. But, you know, the side, yeah. side backboard shots. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, man. I well, don't know if that's... Well, you, you mentioned the Lakers for a second, and, and let, let's get to the, the big thing kind of plaguing the Lakers right now, which is no Anthony Davis. 
Um, he's been struggling with a calf strain. They've shut him down for um, two to three weeks. And, and honestly, some people have been saying like, you know what, maybe they should just shut him down for the rest of the regular season, get him healthy for the playoffs. Um, the, the Lakers have still been all right without him, though it's not something that they want to really do long term. Um, but for a little background, so AD's been battling this Achilles issue, uh, Achilles tendinosis, um, missed a little bit of time, came back for a few games. Um, then he re-aggravated the injury against the Denver Nuggets. Um, honestly, this injury makes me nervous because it, it might not be the exact same thing that Kevin Durant went through a couple of years ago during his last year with the Warriors, but it kind of gives me similar vibes where like this, this could be a nagging issue for him. He re-aggravated a little bit, had to sit out. And I think they're trying to be cautious with him and not make the same mistake and have him tear that Achilles. Because if that happens, then you lose him for an entire year and maybe more. Um, and so uh, that, that Durant injury definitely gives me pause. Um, my question is, are the Lakers in trouble without AD? Can they survive if he has to miss two, three weeks or maybe more? Yes. I think that the Lakers will be fine because they have LeBron James. And it really doesn't matter where they're at in the playoff seat. Like, with AD, I think it, ma- you know, it, it, it really matters. You want to be top one, two team in the Western Cup. Like, what's the point of having LeBron and AD if you're going to be, like, a sucky team? Like, you know, not a sucky team, but if you're going to be in the bottom half of the right. playoff race and stuff like that. So, I think without AD, though, they're just like a regular average team. And you with have LeBron the James. best player in the league. Yeah, they're average team yeah, with, the, with the best player. Yeah, with the best player. With, yeah, exactly. And you can expect trying to make the playoffs and, and making a push. Anything can happen. It's LeBron James, and he's been to ten finals, like we, with worse teams. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah, and and, and you know, it's it's kind of just like, um, you know, if LeBron is healthy, because that's the thing. A couple of years ago, um, he was not healthy um you know it, you know his first year with the lakers like he had that torn groin he missed some time he came back he wasn't quite himself then he got healthy and they won the finals you know what i mean and before that when he was healthy with the Cavs, they went to the finals four straight years you know and and you know the the straight seasons before that with the heat so it's like basically with lebron in his prime your team is a title contender it just is what it is you know and you keep on wondering when that's not going to be the case, but I don't think that that's it yet. So ultimately, I agree. I, I do. I am a little bit concerned with what this is going to do in the long term, even if AD does come back, because LeBron had been playing, you know, the his career low in terms of minutes. You know, he'd been allowed to just kind of be efficient and coast a little bit, you know, and even when AD wasn't playing that well, because I think we also have to keep in mind here, like, AD has not been he has not been as good as he was last year. Injury I mean, yeah. an issue. Um, he's just kind of been off. Um, but you know, the Lakers have still been, you know, up there in the Western Conference. But now you got LeBron playing more high leverage minutes, more overtime games where he has to be the dude. And mm-hmm. you just wonder, like, that stuff, you know, maybe, maybe it adds up later. Like, I I don't think we're at critical mass yet because he's still again been been playing you know well below his his uh you know career average in terms of minutes but you know when you get to the the end of the road even in a 72 game season if is it going to matter i do wonder about that a little bit he's human 
So I think it is going to factor in. There's definitely going to be a little bit of fatigue factor. It's just it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting, man. It's going to be interesting. Like he, there's definitely going to be some. Who's going to step up on the Lakers? Who's mm-hmm. going to be the person that's going to step up to so that LeBron doesn't have to sustain it at such a high level for an extended period of time? If AD is going to be out, absolutely. And I don't really, you know, Kyle Kuzma's not the guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, who, who's the guy? You know what I'm saying? Is, is it? Is it Montrez? Is it like West Matthews and stuff? I think I think that and Markeith Morris. I really think that it's like there is no one guy. You know, it's got everybody got to step their game up. Yeah, yeah, everybody's got to do it together. And And their shooter was also out. They have a team with that's pretty. Those players, like those names that we just said, they're not like just anybody's. They are players that have had their moments in the league. <laughs> so I think it can come together. Adding Schroeder, I think having Schroeder really does change the dynamic of this Lakers team. And I see it now. I see it now. And I think that him, you know, LeBron having him that helps out a lot. Yeah. And, and it is worth noting, you know, the, the Lakers played the Nets on Thursday night. and The Nets ended up winning that game. Um, you know, when it was kind of just LeBron, he had no AD and no Schroeder. So, so that, that yeah. was, that was a big yeah. loss and it kind of took a little bit of the, the fun out of the matchup, you know, to, to an extent, right. You know, but yeah. you know, yeah. ho- hopefully we'll, we'll get a chance to see them, uh, come together another time, um, uh, fully yeah. healthy. Fully, but, yep, yep. Okay. So before we get into some all-star game stuff, we need to talk about this dunk of the year candidate. I mean, let, let, let's 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 show this video right now because uh, I, I think I think we we witnessed a homicide with with what our with what our guy Anthony Edwards did to Yuta Watanabe. I don't even know what to say about that dunk. He like rolled the dude down. It was a combination of everything that we've ever seen and more. You know what's funny too? I saw a tweet where somebody was just like Anthony Edwards was even like. You know what, man? I'm thinking about taking this three. Nah, I'm just gonna end this man's life and and drive to the rim. He also stepped out of bounds. There's a screenshot that shows that when Anthony Edwards makes the up fake and then drives to the rim, he steps out of bounds. So that oh, dunk man. never should have happened. And so somebody was like showing the the screenshot of the referee staring right at it, but missed the call. And they were just like, "Look at that man! You could have made that call and saved that man's life." Listen, man. He got to go to jail. That's crazy. You can't just do stuff like that in public to people. Yeah, that's not right. That no. man got a family. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That man got a family. Like, he worked hard to get to the NBA. He worked hard to get there. And and you can't just do that. At the same time, if you had him, I mean, I guess, like, you don't know. You don't know. Like, it's, we don't know Anthony Edwards can do this. It's not like it's like Vince Carter. You know what I'm saying? You're like, ah, uh, never mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. So I'm watching the Bulls game. And Zach Levine, you know, measuring up Seth Curry yep, yep, uh, go, yep, going down the court. Danny Green. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and Danny Green. So it's the moment Steph makes that little half-hearted swipe attempt and Levine rises up, you see Danny Green, he's he's thinking about it, and then he's just like, oh, when Zach Levine comes at you, you're you're not you're not gonna try this. You know, you're just gonna be like, no, ah, no. I don't I don't want any no. part of this. But Anthony Edwards is like, oh, he's a rookie, you know, like whatever, man. Like, you know, I gotta I had to step up and make this play. He keeps doing it's like that. he keeps almost, doing almost stuff like that. Like, and if you block that, you kind of get you kind of get your name. You know what I'm saying? Like you blocked the number one draft pick, you know what I'm saying, stuffed them, 
but that's not what happened. No, nah, man, like and it's unfortunate, man. It's it's really really bad what happened. Like, the thing is, is like who is gonna block that? Like if he, because because I mean, part of it is like he jumped up and kind of pushed off a little bit, but he, he was so high up, it's just like who's blocking that? You know, that's I mean? that. Okay, so that right there is the one thing about this dunk. He was so high up, mm. like and really fast, really really fast, and I was just like, sheesh. Oh yeah, sheesh. Him and uh. I don't know if you've seen any Jalen Green highlights in the J in the G League, but yeah. oh man, he's he, been catching some dunks in, and it's been he amazing. Had, he had one where, like, it, I think it was like in his first game where he like, uh-huh. did, like he did like a double clutch from yeah. like, he he jumped from like just inside the paint and he's over here gliding to the rim like that. It was like how. What are you doing? There's a, dunk, there's a dunk from the other day where he's like barely in the paint and he's and he's over here double double pumping. Like, come on. I seen that one. There's one from the other day where he caught one of the fast break and it was just crazy. I'm just like, oh my god, this guy. 